The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. This week 16 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by Blue Chew. Blue Chew, that's blue like the color, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, like our offense, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Blue Chew is prescribed online, shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness, like our offense. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. And our offense played like they were cheaper than a pharmacy. I don't know. I went for it. Right now, we got a special deal for all our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com, promo code ARMCHAIR, to try it free. BlueChew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Guys, most of you will be listening to this on Christmas Eve, and I thank you uh, for taking the time out of your holiday uh, to listen to this abortion, uh, or not so much the show being an abortion, but to me talking about the abortion that was the Bears in their home finale on national TV against the Kansas City Chiefs, which just also happened to be the uh, look at what we have and versus what we could have had uh, if we were smarter uh, game, bowl, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's the week 16 review episode of the Bear Stock Underground, so let's get it the fuck over with. Merry Christmas, the Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, or whatever you celebrate uh, during this holiday season. I celebrate Christmas, so I say Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back, guys. It's the Week 16 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. Larry D. back to uh, share a little bit of your holiday with you. Um, try to make this as pleasant as I possibly can, uh, considering what a disaster last night's football game was. I mean, I know that um, the Bears didn't have really anything to play for outside of uh, personal pride, maybe a little motivation to... Uh, see if uh, they could help Mitch uh, one-up the guy that he's going to be compared to uh, for his entire career, however much longer it may last after last night's performance. Um, But um, none of that happened. None of that happened. Uh, In fact, I'll give you a nice little spoiler uh, for the bear up, bear down. One player gets a bear up this week. The entire roster and the coaching staff outside of this one person bear down because it is literally this one person and then bear down to everyone else because no one showed up for this game the coaching was horrible 
uh, the, we were undisciplined. It just it was just a disaster, an absolute disaster. And it's a travesty that the Bears started this super promising season on national TV at home with an embarrassing loss where they only scored three points and they finish it at home on national TV with an embarrassing loss on national television. So uh, where they only scored three points in both games, uh, no less. So they've come full circle, and that full circle is shit. It is god-awful. <laughs> it is so bad. Oh, God damn it. It was such a miserable experience watching this game uh, last night. It really, really was. And it was a microcosm of the season where the defense is – granted, the defense had its struggles – it couldn't get itself off the field on third down uh, at, at times uh, throughout the ball game. It did eventually kind of clamp down so that the stats weren't as ugly as they were in the first half. But in the beginning, an inability to get off the field on third down, and the offense was as inept as it has always been. Uh, we've spent an entire 2019 season wasting the defensive effort. We still have, guys. We still have a top five scoring defense in the NFL, a top five scoring defense. And I think it still holds to the fact that the Bears are the only team in that top five not going to the playoffs uh, this year. That is how bad the offense has been this year, is that we've allowed somewhere in the neighborhood of the fifth fewest points in the entire NFL. And yet we've lost more games than we've won this year. And... <laughs> You know, that 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 balance is counterbalanced by the 30th ranked offense uh, in football. And last night was a microcosm of that. You know, uh, it could have been so much worse uh, with Mahomes and company and all of their weapons. They could have carved us up and put 50 on us uh, with the way that they were, you know, moving the football and everything. But because of the defense, it was only a 26 to three uh, final score and the offense did nothing. Nothing to help the defense, nothing to try to win the game uh, or anything uh, like that. So, as I said in the opening, let's get this fucking thing over with. So, we'll start with the knee-jerk reactions. I'll be brief so we can all get back to our holidays. <coughs> knee-jerk reaction, Bears-Chiefs after the first quarter and uh, not going well. Uh, the offense uh, started with the football. Uh, Mitch ran the ball four times uh, on the drive, like on purpose, uh, once in a scramble. I think that goes within one of the four. But uh, ultimately, we come up with nothing. We had a decent drive going. And then on second down, uh, we go for a reverse. And it looks like it looked like it was really well set up. And Anthony Miller dropped the pitch and ended up losing like nine yards on the play. And it killed the drive. So the Bears end up punting. To the Chiefs, who then proceed to go 15, 16, anyway, it was more than a dozen plays. Could be somewhere, anywhere between 15 to 17 plays, nearly eight minutes, time of possession. Uh, we gave up three third down plays, four if you want to count the play where Aaron Lynch jumped off sides on third and four. Um, so it was kind of like the Cowboys game all over again. Where we do nothing with to start the ball, start the game, and then we give up this huge, long, drawn-out touchdown drive. The only caveat being that 
when we got the ball back, the Bears immediately go three and out. So our defense that just spent eight minutes on the field in 17 plays, let's call it 17, uh, is going back out on the field almost immediately. So uh, if not for this commercial break that separates the, 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 the first and second quarter, the Bears still have to punt the ball. They're going to spend more time off of the field waiting for the commercial break to end than they did for the offense to run their lousy three plays. So there are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. So uh, it's going great so far. Uh, the, only, um, the only real blessing is that it's only 7 to nothing at this point. Well, Kansas City's only had the ball once, but... Uh, Nonetheless, um, Kansas City is like number one in the league in first half points. So we really need to buckle down in the second half if we want to have a shot at this. Excuse me, in the second quarter if we want to have a shot at this in the second half. Yeah, wishful thinking as far as buckling down and, and uh, you know, maybe we would, we would have our third quarter renaissance like we've uh, had the habit of doing in, in the second half uh, of the season. But I, I, I've also forgot that uh, the Bears only appear to be able to do that against middling to bad football teams. They they actually couldn't do it against the de uh, the decent teams uh, in the second half of the schedule, like Green Bay last week, like Kansas City uh, this past uh, Sunday. Uh, the defense held up its bargain um, as far well. I'm already talking about the third quarter. I mean, the second quarter it went from bad to worse. We gave up ten ten more points. Uh, the offense uh, blew its opportunities. Mitch missed a wide open Allen Robinson on a well-designed play. You know, you got to give Nagy credit when he actually does get it right. Uh, a good route. Robinson was wide open down the center of the field. And Mitch, as usual, overthrew him by about 10 yards. I don't think I mention it in the knee-jerk reaction because I was far more focused on the fact that it's 17 to nothing and we're already royally screwed uh, and this game is getting out of hand and nothing that the offense did in the first half said that we were going to make a ball game of it in the second half. So uh, I don't think I mentioned that play. I, I know I mentioned it in the knee jerk reactions. Maybe I'd save it uh, until later. But um, 
yeah, that was a huge opportunity that very well could have altered the way the football game uh, went, especially in the first half. But instead, uh, the Bears blew that opportunity, in, including I think at least one more uh, in the in the second quarter. And uh, the Chiefs uh, and, and Mahomes were doing their thing and extended their lead, uh, digging the Bears digging a hole that they would not be able to get themselves out of. New jerk reaction, second quarter, Bears Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> barring some kind of miracle in the third quarter, this game is over. Um, the offense, per usual, is doing nothing. Um, we're just do- we're doing nothing but giving the ball right back to Kansas City, and then Kansas City is putting together ten plus play drives to put touchdowns uh, on the board. They had their seventeen play drive to set up the touchdown in the first quarter. Um, they had a drive that resulted in a field goal. And then they just had another drive, 12-plus plays, 95 yards. They converted on third downs. They actually even got uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis for a um, running into the punter or run into the kicker call on uh, fourth and four, which extended that drive. And, uh, yeah, Mahomes has all day to throw the ball. His receivers are wide open. And, you know, we're also not helping ourselves. Uh, You know, hands to the face, uh, penalties, giving them automatic first downs. So the Chiefs are carving us up, and we're doing nothing to help ourselves. Absolutely nothing. You know, and then, like I said, when we get the ball on offense, we're, we're inept for maybe five plays, and then we give the ball right back. So it's just completely lopsided uh, first half, a uh, completely lopsided Mahomes versus Trubisky uh, matchup thus far, although they did just show a graphic that showed that Mitch has actually got more rushing yards than Mahomes. But Mahomes has a rushing touchdown and a touchdown pass, and his team has 17 points. Ours have none. So, Oh, and then the best part is Kansas City starts the second half with the football. So we are monumentally screwed. Uh, at this point, down 17 to nothing, and like I said, it's it's going to take a miracle at this point to uh, to come together and and do anything in this football game. You know, I didn't think that I would say this, especially this season. Uh, I don't want football season to be over, but I want the Bears to be done because I'm I'm over this season. I am totally uh, over it. I mean, we as Bear fans were set up for a monumental fall because the season has turned out this way because we were riding high off the season that we had a year ago thinking that we would see nothing but improvement because we saw improvement from the last year of John Fox to the first year of Matt Nagy a, you know a, a, a historic defense and then we saw improvement from this rookie quarterback yeah he had his his moments but he showed growth from week one to the wild card round against the Eagles and you know he put us in a position to win that game and our kicker let us down now I was not one of those people who believed that we were a kicker away from the Super Bowl or anything like that I I do know that it was the kicker that kept us from making a Super Bowl run uh last year but you know I didn't think that bringing in a new kicker would solve the the problem but I was one of those people that thought that getting rid of Parkey was an addition by subtraction and that we would be able to move forward and, and, and improve 
uh, this year. Maybe not in, in the win-loss department, but improve on the result, win the division again, go back to the playoffs, and, and make a serious uh, serious run at this thing. No one really had any other reason to believe that it wouldn't, and it did badly. I mean, like from the beginning with week one uh, against Green Bay uh, and everything. So we we were set up huge. Uh, and, and I think that most Bear fans would agree with me that, um, you know, as a football fan, I, I hate to see it go, but next Sunday is going to be a, 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 a mercy killing. Uh, whether or not the Bears win, I mean, with the, with the Vikings losing uh, tonight, uh, they're losing right now, and it's, it's 23 to 10. It's not looking good. So with the Vikings losing, they're, they're, they've got a playoff uh, berth locked up, and they are locked into the sixth seed. So they have nothing to play for on Sunday. The Bears are playing for pride in a 500 record, not to mention if we win, we'll be 4-2 and two in the division, which is very important um, as far as that goes. But, uh, you know, it would be nice to try to, to see the Bears go out on a, on a winning note and for the season to just, to just be over, to not have to, <laughs> not have to worry about it. Uh, to, to, to have that optimism again for the for the offseason to come in see what moves the Bears are going to make and then you know let that optimism start to wash us over again it's a new season it can't be much worse than what it can't get worse than it was right because it can't be much more disappointing than this and maybe it next year will be easier regardless because our expectations won't be sky high you know what I'm saying anyway I am way off the beaten path here um like I said, the second quarter was terrible. <laughs> Let's get back to the game. The second quarter was terrible. Uh, the third quarter was not much better. We did not come out and have our third quarter, uh, you know, revival where we get ourselves back into the ball game uh, or anything like that. Um, we did shut the Chiefs down, so it was an uneventful third quarter. Or was this the third quarter where Eddie Pinero added? No, he added the field goal on the final play of the third quarter so it was 17 to 3 at the end of the third quarter so there's your optimism we're only down two scores for an offense that can't score at all outstanding so yeah way to go bears we've narrowed it down to two scores and uh give the ball back to patrick mahomes and the chiefs <laughs> new jerk reaction third quarter bears chiefs and uh as the quarter closes out the bears have finally gotten rid of the goose egg a 46-yard Eddie Pinero field goal make it 17-3. to So, per usual, our defense holds our opponent to zero points in the third quarter. Now the trick will be doing it again in the fourth quarter, and then our offense will have to miraculously reappear. Um, the, the opening drive of the, game, of the third quarter for the Bears was a 15-play, seven-and-a-half-minute drive that ended in zero points because of four of the worst play calls. Well, I take that back. Third and fourth down were atrocious because third down, we decided that it was going to be a keeper from Mitch. We're at the five-yard line. He got maybe a yard and a half on that play. The Chiefs saw it coming. And then on fourth down... For the second time tonight, Mitch blows an opportunity to throw a touchdown to Robinson. He gets one-on-one -on -one in the corner of the end zone, and instead of throwing it up for Robinson to go get it, 
he kind of lasers it into the corner and it never had a chance. So it falls to the ground. The Bears turn the ball over and give it back to the Chiefs. And, you know, that's the second time that's happened. Early in the second quarter, I didn't talk about it before, he had it was a great play call, great route. Robinson's wide open. All Mitch has to do is get him the football. And, again, instead of putting some air under it to let Robinson go get it, he kind of lasers it over his head and it overthrows him by a good five yards. And uh, it was just a dead opportunity. So, you know, we should have at least two touchdowns on the board. Yeah, we might even be talking about a tie ball game uh, at this point. But instead, Mitch is being Mitch and, and making the wrong type of throw every single time. It seems like he's making the right decision, but he makes the wrong kind of throw. He should put some air under it. He lasers it in. He should laser it in. He puts air under it. He makes the wrong decision every single time. It's so frustrating to watch but 17 to 3 and here we go Pinero's kicking off to start the fourth quarter let's see how this disaster goes so there it was there's me mentioning the the, the throw that uh, Mitch made I, I forgot about the uh, the drive that wasn't in the third quarter 15 plays seven and a half minutes taken off the board so half the quarter the Bears have the football drive it all the way down to the Kansas City five yard line and four plays we got nothing you know, and it's just like third and fourth down were the plays I can't quite wrap my head around. Uh, you know, I think one of the runs was a run to David Montgomery. Okay, no problem there. That's where we want Montgomery to have the ball. You know, Mr. Break tackles, get him the football in the goal line. And, you know, it would be nice if he had a fullback and maybe, a, you know, maybe run the power formation with that work so brilliantly in the middle uh, of the season that we just got away from for some reason. But, um, you know, the third down was that keeper. I don't know that it was a design keeper or that Mitch made the right read on that that zone read play, but nonetheless, Kansas City was all over it. They ate it up. Mitch gets nothing uh, on the play. And then on fourth down, he, instead of hanging it up there and, and giving Allen Robinson the chance, it's a low percentage play to begin with, but it's that's the call that you want to run uh, on fourth down, You know, in my opinion. That's, that's what you want to do. You, the best player that we have, frankly, on the team uh, this year is Allen Robinson. He's been the most consistent guy. Uh, God bless uh, Khalil Mack. His consistency is not entirely his fault, but Allen Robinson has been showing up week in and week out despite what's been going on on the offensive side uh, of the ball. So he is my most valuable player uh, on the team uh, this year. But, uh, you know, so we try to put the ball in our best player's hands, but we've got one of our worst players getting it to him. And, and like I said, it's, it's been funny because at times his decision-making is the problem. You're wondering why he's doing that. And then the other times is he's making the right decision, but he makes a bad throw. He makes the wrong kind of throw. Instead of, you know, throwing, putting some air in it and letting Robinson, who is 6'2", so he is a tall receiver, let him go up there and go get it. Instead, he throws it, he trying to, you know, just kind of rifles it in there to where it, it gives the, 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 the defender a chance to, to play the ball. And that's it was like Robinson never had a chance. So, you know, that, like I was saying before, this one of the reasons I just want the season to be over with i'm just so sick of being frustrated with my own team i'm so sick of of um being happy to hear the crowd in soldier field boo 
the offense because they goddamn deserve it. You know, I don't care what, uh, you know, Akeem Hicks or, or Eddie, Eddie Jackson or, or anybody on the team has to say about what it feels like for the team uh, to boom or anything. You guys suck, man. You're, you're playing like shit. Of course we're going to boo you. Are you kidding me? You know, we demand better from you. We want better from you. And, and like, I, like I, I commented on that rant that I recorded uh, about a month ago uh, before the Thanksgiving game, you know, Akeem Hicks says, don't boo us, come with us. We are with you. Why do you think we're so upset? Why do you think we're so upset? Because we're in. We are in. We are all in. God damn it, we're in. Despite it all, we're in. And we, we want you guys to play better. I know you also want to play better. But as a fan, that's all we can do is voice our pleasure slash displeasure with what is going on on the field. You know, I don't hear anybody complaining about the Bear fans cheering too much when the Bears are playing well, but you get upset when we boo you when you're not. So you can't have it both ways. You know, you can't have it both ways. You want the reaction that you're looking for? You got to play better than you've been playing, plain and simple. So in the fourth quarter, we're finally on the board. But like I said, um, the, the way that it's going is we kick ass in the third quarter. We don't show up in the fourth and that's exactly what happened here as the Chiefs put more points on the board to make an insurmountable lead uh, impossible and uh, give the Bears a 500 record at home for Soldier Field and, uh, you know, give us a nice little kick in the ass on the way out the door from our home schedule at Soldier Field in 2019. Just an awful, awful end to the home schedule. New jerk reaction in the fourth quarter, Bears and Chiefs, and... Uh, I'll make this brief. Uh, this game came down to two things. The offense not being able to do anything and the defense and its gross inability to get off the field on third down. We, The third downs were the death of the defense in this ballgame. Uh, we gave up nine more points. Because uh, much to the delight of Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, uh, Butker, the, the kicker for uh, Kansas City, double doinked an extra point. So it should have been 27 to three. Instead, the nine points made it a 26 to three ball game. The Bears fall to seven and eight with an opportunity to make it 500 because. And they have a decent shot because next Sunday is a is going to most likely be a meaningless game for the Vikings. Uh, if they can win tomorrow night in Lambeau, then it will be about winning the division against the Bears uh, next week. But we'll see. Actually, that game is in Minnesota tomorrow night. What am I saying? The Vikings are hosting the uh, Packers. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. But um, nonetheless... The Bears were four and four at home this year, a far cry from last year's seven and one uh, record. Uh, we have an opportunity to also be five hundred on the road if we can win in Minnesota uh, next week to finish eight and eight uh, for the year. But today was it was a miserable game to watch just because the Bears could do nothing right. Um, yeah, so it was it was a tough, tough, tough game to watch. It's like one one mistake or one bad play or this bad throw or this missed tackle, this blown coverage, blah, blah, blah. One thing after another, 
it's just like nothing went right uh, for the Bears uh, in this one. So, anyway, Bears lose 26-3. And now it's time to get ready for Minnesota to close out a disappointing 2019 campaign. Disappointing being an understatement, of course, uh, per my rant after the second quarter uh, knee-jerk reaction. But uh, Mitch, for the evening, 18 of 34 for 157 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, he also added 20 yards on the ground uh, on six carries uh, and a quarterback rating of 65.4. So, yeah. His counterpart, um, a.k.a., as we're constantly reminded, the guy that we could have had, um, Mahomes, 22 of 33, 251, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a rushing touchdown. So he was a little bit better than Mitch. Just a smidge, but uh, yeah. 112 quarterback rating uh, for uh, Mahomes. So, yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's just, I'm looking at the targets. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, nine targets. Tra- uh, Tariq Hill, five catches, five targets. Um, Williams out of the backfield, three catches, three targets. Spencer Ware, two catches, three targets. Two catches for Bell, three targets. You know, you know. let's look at the Bears while I'm fooling around with this shit. Uh, Robinson, six catches on 12 targets. There we go. Javon Wims, three catches, nine targets. Uh, Tariq Cohen, three out of four. Wow, that's actually not bad. Jesper Horstead, one target, one catch. J.P. Holtz, one target, one catch. Soybert, one catch uh, on two targets, but that one catch was on fourth and fucking 23, and Mitch throws him a three-yard dump off on fourth and 23. And God bless Soybert, he got 11 yards on that play. Sobert, for for those of you not familiar, was the tight end we signed off of waivers. I, I think we picked him up off of waivers a couple of weeks ago. He's been inactive until this week. So Patterson had a catch in there. Anthony Miller, one catch, two yards. Really? After the day he had in Green Bay, one catch, two yards? God damn it. Um, yeah, so yeah, there we go. But yeah, there it is right at the very top. Javon Wims, three catches, nine targets. Allen Robinson, six catches, 12 targets. That encapsulates the evening right there. Mitch was terrible. He was absolutely awful. Um, He may have actually, in in my opinion, this past Sunday, he played himself out of his fifth-year option. I I honestly believe that. I, I really do, and I think that's what the Bears should do. They should make him play for his career next year. Another tangent outside of the game, I'm sorry, but that's how I feel. I absolutely do. In in recent weeks, the last five or six weeks leading up to, I mean, even hell, even against last week against Green Bay, uh, he played well. Um, but, you know, as we said, as we've also been saying, the caveat being that I know that we're grading on a curve uh, when it comes to Mitch. He's playing well for Mitch, but nonetheless, he's making progress. In the second half of the season, the offense was looking a little bit better. We were winning more games than we were losing uh, up until this recent stretch. But last night, uh, against the number one, against the guy he's going to be compared to for the rest of his life, one way or another, and against a, a decent football team, he didn't show up at all. He did not show up at all. 
um, made the bad throws, made the wrong decisions, made bad decisions and worse throws and, and what's not. I just I, – I don't – I don't see a future here. I really don't. I I don't. I don't see it. And I, you know, it's just like we've spent the last five or six weeks kind of thinking that uh, you know maybe maybe you know maybe this will be better. And and you know we just uh, maybe it's the play calling or it's the offensive line or, or it's this. And that's the other thing that sucks about this year is that there is no blanket thing because the team itself has taken turns not playing well or what reason you can pinpoint as to why things didn't go well or what was wrong and, and all that kind of stuff. Whether it's the offensive line or the receivers dropping passes or Mitch just being terrible, the play calling, 56 runs versus 56 passes versus seven runs and you know all that kind of bullshit. It's just one thing after another. And it just goes back to uh, when we had Olin Krutz on the show and I asked him at the midway point when we were three and five, what the hell's going on with this team? Only when you sit down and you watch the film, what do you see? He just says, nobody's playing well. Plain and simple. Nobody's playing well. Nobody's playing as good or better than they did in 2018. That's why we're 3-5. and five. That's why we're not winning football games. And <clears throat> that's what's going to be difficult in trying to evaluate this team because you can go on Twitter right now and all the armchair GMs, including myself, are out there talking about what the Bears need and basically, <laughs> listening to some of these people, we need to overhaul the entire fucking roster. We're a year removed from 12-4, and four, a historic defense, and most of those people, like 99% of those people are still on the team, but we need a complete overhaul. Uh, we need four brand-new offensive linemen. Everyone but Cody Whitehair has got to go. Uh, we need a brand-new quarterback. Uh, we need the, we need some more tight ends, maybe another, uh, maybe a deep threat receiver. It's like, okay. What is that? Eight of the 11 people on the team right now. And then you look at defense. We need some pass rushers. Uh, probably need another safety to replace Aha Clinton Dix. He's probably not going to stick around and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, okay. Well, we're low on draft capital and, and it's tight with the salary cap. We're going to have to ride this shit into next season one way or the other. And the thing is, we know that this team can win. They've done it before. Last year wasn't a fluke, guys. It wasn't. We just didn't play well this year it just didn't work out it wasn't meant to be and I, I think that we could do it again I just don't think we can do it with Mitch and we got to bring him back for that fourth year so he will be on the team next season but we need to go out and maybe get a Andy Dalton or a Ryan Fitzpatrick or a, a Mariota somebody that's going to challenge Mitch and make him earn his starting position make him earn another contract it's like honestly i'd have no problem paying mitch big money if he comes out next year with a fire lit under his ass and plays like a champ next season no problem having annie up to keep him because that's what we would need because he would have earned it and played well in order to earn it kind of like kyle fuller we didn't pick up his option now he's one of the best corners in football maybe we can do that with mitch knock on wood but uh don't pick up the fifth-year option. Whatever you do, Ryan Pace, do not pick up the fifth-year option. So, anyway, rant over on that one. The Bears were awful across the board, so let's get this over with. Um, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Final thoughts, bear up and, and uh, bear down.
Final thoughts, bear up and bear down for the Week 16 review episode. Um, plain and simple, guys, we got outplayed, outcoached, and then made matters worse by pile on, piling on uh, mistakes of our own. Uh, the, the running into the kicker. Um, I thought it was a lame call, but that roughing the passer on Roy Robertson-Harris where he basically you know, played tag and tagged Mahomes it by slapping him on the back. And then Mahomes with the classic 1980s NBA flop uh, gets the call. You can't touch the quarterback. I know it's bullshit, but it's that's the rule. You can't touch the guy. So that's 15 yards and extends the drive and whatnot. Um, you know, like I said before, we started the year with an embarrassing loss, only scoring three points on national TV. Finished the home schedule with an embarrassing loss on national TV, only scoring three points. So we've come full circle, guys. Congratulations. Uh, Trubisky was truly awful on national television against someone he'll be compared to his entire career, however long that is, uh, which is in doubt after last night's uh, performance. And the thing that drove me the most insane last night was third down for the Bears on offense. Well, third down in general, because the defense struggled with third downs, in, in especially in the first half. They settled down, and I think they finished, uh, the Chiefs were like 6 of 11 or something like that, which is not great, but way, you know, it... It was probably closer to like five for five at some point, or we just could not, especially on that one drive, I think they converted at least three third downs to get that first drive in the in the first quarter. But um, the defense couldn't get off the field on third down. And then on, our, on offense on third down, it's something that's driven me fucking insane every single week, week in and week out. Uh, you know, And this is why I think Helfrich, the offensive coordinator, He's got to go. He absolutely has to go because he's convinced Nagy uh, that uh, this college offense that he succeeded with at Oregon uh, is is what's good. I mean, and I think that's what's affecting our running game. It's it's certainly affecting the Bears on third down in the passing game because how many times, how many times have the Bears come in with a down in distance and God knows. We've had plenty of third and long situations this year. But how many times have you just been floored by the fact that it's third and eight and everybody's running four-yard routes? Everybody's cutting it off short. So they're catching a pass from f- at four yards and then they're expected to get the rest of the first to get the rest of the yardage for the first down. Last night we saw the Chiefs third and 18. Tyreek Hill runs a 20-yard route to get a first down. You know, catches the ball, pass the marker, gets the first down. And we saw the Chiefs do that over in a third and eight, a 12-yard pass to Travis Kelsey or something like that. It just, we, we, we watch our opponents do it, and then we watch ourselves do the opposite. We had a third and 10 situation. I think it's the play that set up the field goal uh, for Eddie Pinero. It was third and 10. Mitch hits Robinson on a five-yard crossing route. A five-yard crossing route. It's third and 10. So, I mean, either our receivers have no feel for where they are on the field or where the sticks are, or we're, we're running these stupid fucking plays where, where we're expected to catch a two-yard pass and then get the rest of the yardage ourselves. Like, we, we just believe in our receivers that much that they're that much 
they're 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 better athletes than everyone else on the field. They're going to be able to outrun, outshake, outduel anyone else and get the yardage that they need. No, fuck that. This is not college football where you can get away with that stuff. You can't get away with this in the NFL, and the Bears are proving that week in and week out. If it's third and six, you're running at least an eight yard route to try to get first down. Okay, you have one underneath route. Not everyone is running short routes. Uh, before the fucking sticks you just see it over and over again we're running a four-man route and everyone is running short routes no one is running a route past the sticks it's over and over and over again what the fuck are we doing what are we doing we realize it's third and six there should be at least two people past the sticks you know if anything we're running longer routes so we can clear out an area if we want to throw it doing underneath thing but no we're not doing that we're throwing it into traffic because our guys are crossing each other and all the rest of that shit we got we got two receivers in the same area over and over again and things like that helfords has got to go helfords has got to go because he's convinced Nagy that this is an offense that's going to work and we know that it's not somehow we got away with it last year this year the nfl has caught up to us and we need to make a change um, which is why i'm hoping that the giants fire pat Shermer. Because uh, not only if we're going to hang on to Mitch, not only can he help Mitch Trubisky, but he can come in and put in a regular NFL style uh, offense and see what we can do uh, with that. Maybe that change up the blocking scheme, uh, get us running some different routes, maybe get rid of this RPO bullshit and we can run a regular uh, NFL uh, offense that our players are best uh, suited for. So fingers crossed uh, on that. But, you know, third down has been a sore spot. Uh, a for the Bears offense and B as a someone who watches the game and just marvels at the fact that no matter what the down and distance is on third like the Bears had a third and three Allen Robinson ran a two-yard route I almost lost my fucking mind and broke the television last night uh, when I saw that I could not believe it you know it's just so maddening uh, to watch just just I just yeah so <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping that we'll see that as little as possible uh, next Sunday against the uh, uh, Vikings, just just so we can go out without being insane uh, at the end of that game, win, lose, or draw. So uh, anyway, let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up. As I promised uh, before, uh, bear up and bear down. One person uh, earned the award. The bear down goes to literally everyone else. I mean, there are some exceptions. I thought David Montgomery... Uh, ran the ball fairly well. Eddie Pinero hit his one uh, field goal attempt, a nice 46-yarder, um, which uh, thank God he made that thing and didn't doink it off of anything because, uh, you know, like I mentioned, Collinsworth and Michaels uh, both almost blew a load in their shorts when uh, when Butker double-doinked the uh, ball off the uprights uh, in that one. You know, they almost came in their pants uh, because they were there. It was the same goal post, same, every, uh, same end zone, everything. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ. You know, they created a moniker that will live in infamy forever. And uh, boy, did they really love it when Butker did that uh, and, and doinked the extra point off the, off the uprights. Uh, thank God. Because it was also the same goal post, the same end zone that Panero uh, made the field goal, but it was from 46 and not 43, and he drilled it right down the middle. So God bless him uh, for that. So there were some exceptions as far as people flat out deserving a bear down, but in general, 
I really only feel like one person showed up to play last night, and that is Khalil Mack. He was an absolute beast uh, last night, a constant menace uh, uh, with uh, Mahomes. He recorded the one and only sack uh, the Bears got in the game uh, last night. He was constantly pressuring uh, Mahomes uh, coming off the edge. It was like he was he was playing, uh, taking advantage of the familiarity uh, with those tackles, having played the first four years of his career uh, against those guys week in and week out, uh, or maybe even the mental edge that those guys knew what a menace uh, Khalil Mack was. And, uh, you know, he was blowing right past them, getting around the edge. You know, maybe he was just in fuck it mode. And was like, the hell with it. I'll just do it myself uh, kind of thing, because that's really what he was doing uh, last night. Because, like I said, he wasn't getting any help uh, from anyone else. He only got the one sack, but he was uh, he was a constant presence and a, and a mess. It was, it was nice to see uh, Khalil Mack. But it also kind of just speaks to you know the little to no help that he's gotten from everyone else this year especially after Akeem Hicks uh went down so uh bear up to uh Khalil Mack and bear down to anyone else uh that's just how I'm gonna put it uh for this game so that is going to do it for the week 16 review episode of the Bears Talk Underground come back on Friday when our good friend Chris Gates from SB Nation Daily Norseman We'll be joining us for our final preview episode of the season, uh, previewing the uh, the 2019 finale against the Vikings in Minnesota, because why not, you know, or <laughs> it's like, you know, why have it in Minnesota for the fourth year in a row NFL? Because fuck you, Chicago, that's why. So we're just going to have it there uh, year in and year out no matter what. So, yeah. Like, I will absolutely be floored when the schedule comes out in April and we're not finishing it, A, on the road in Minnesota, or B. There is no B, because we're going to finish on the road in Minnesota. That's just what we do. So, anyway, come back on uh, Friday for the preview episode. And uh, until then, enjoy the holiday. Merry Christmas, or whatever it is you celebrate. My name is Larry D. This has been the, uh, I was going to say the Chicago Bears review. I'll be damned. <laughs> this will be this has been the Bears Talk Underground. Merry Christmas, y'all. <laughs>